0: Hello there, welcome back to the show. My name is Ron Efron. I am here once again with my colleague and partner, Avihai Seri. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about the concept of future-proofing technology. What does that mean? Where does it come from? And what does it mean to security? So Avihai, why don't we start right away with a
1: small definition of what does future-proofing mean? So future-proof architecture refers to the design of a system, products, or structure that is capable of adapting to new and changing technology, to answer the question of what would be the relevancy of this product or this software in five years from now, without requiring any significant modifications or replacements. Okay. The goal of future-proof architecture is to ensure that the system remains relevant, efficient, and effective, even as the technology and requirements change,
0: so does this mean a product will last forever, or does it mean a product can be uh, simply up upgraded on a constant basis, or where it can be built upon?
1: Yeah, so a product is a live kind of organism, right? Especially today, when we talk about the cybersecurity element, and we have more awareness of that, we always need to be updating our software because there are the attackers that are trying to find the vulnerabilities in our software. So just from that point of view, the software always changes. Right. Um, as well as the hardware in that case. If we take in consideration the the future p- proof aspect, right, we're looking at specific elements in our overall solution. For example, okay. one point is the scalability. What's the ability to to grow from having um, a smaller environment towards becoming a a thousand employee type of company and scale, let this product scale with us. We want to avoid
0: a situation where we're making investment to a um, a technology or a platform or a system. Then a few years later, three to five years later, we have to simply write it off because it's no longer relevant or usable.
1: Right. And I think that like around scalability, for example, something that we see is that there are a lot of uh, companies that come into the game that startups or more mature companies that they're geared towards a specific market. Right. And that Mm -hmm. automatically positions them in like, okay, I I'm building my solution for an enterprise, right. With the features that they care about and the cost is also according to that, but try and take that kind of state of mind away. And look at how you could provide something more generic that fits different sizes so you have that flexibility to scale or to downsize as you progress.
0: So how is this relevant to security? Because obviously, we cannot future-proof a lock. We can possibly future-proof a platform or certain technologies, right? How is this relevant to security? And what can security directors on the end user level, what can they be asking themselves are how can they take this into consideration
1: yeah so i think for first of all on the higher level point of view when you're looking at any product that you're considering there are a few elements that you need to take in consideration and it doesn't matter the hardware element about it right now but let's just briefly mention these points and we will also add them to the, the appendix to this podcast but basically we talked just now about the scalability, so that's one element. The other criteria is flexibility, right? To, to basically, if there are any changes that are required for my organization, I need to be able to do that in the system in a way that fits my needs. So you mean, what you mean is as your needs change,
0: that the system can change with you as opposed to writing off the system and getting a new system?
1: Right, or even in the from the beginning, like let's say there's a system, and we know that we need to do these customizations. Is the system flexible enough for that? Hmm. We have clients that um, the whole way that they manage access in their facilities is is in a very unique way. So they basically take access control systems and they use the functions to build the flexibility that they need if we're talking about like the co-working spaces areas where it becomes more complex
0: right in addition to that isn't it also true or or shouldn't there also be a consideration about the um, the company behind the product what like what if the company goes bankrupt so therefore so the technology is is kind of less relevant
1: yeah i think that that, that's on um, that's something that you would consider even 10 20 30 40 years ago right it doesn't matter right. when you'll always look at the companies uh, um, how valid they are and how relevant they are and if they're That's going true. to stay or they're leaving That's you know true. like another criteria is the modularity right mm-hmm. uh, if let's say for example i want to take um i want to take for security i want to take different security systems and i want to we call it integrate right but but let's say I wanna have a model within one of my other security systems. And that that kind of goes a little bit more towards the uh, the piece and platforms that we have and the ability to add different models coming from different uh, security servers, right? So how, how easy is that to add, remove? Do I need to have a dedicated team of developers right now in my company just to do that for these products? That's a question that's relevant for future-proof architecture. Mm. Another point is security, right? We're, we're a security uh, company and we talk about the facility security, but another aspect when we talk about products and solutions is the ability to protect against unauthorized access and data breaches. So it's not only good enough to know that this is GDPR compliant, but we need to know that we will have enough knowledge to to set up the system in a way that we feel that data is not leaking or it's not easy for someone to retrieve data out of our systems. I'm
0: just thinking about examples. So some examples here might include moving to a cloud-based technology or, or architecture for security where, where that will always be updated by the vendor, um, both from a foundational point of view, from an architectural point of view, but also from the systems point of view. Another example, like you mentioned, that some sort of PSIM technology that you can add modules and move modules and make changes there without, uh, without writing off your full system. Would those be good examples of ways to think about future-proofing your security?
1: Yeah, I think that, that that's a great point. Actually, something that's, very, that's discussed around different uh, service providers uh, starting this year, there's a lot about technology trends. And you could see that everyone feels that the market has that understanding today that a better protected a, a better protection strategy is by using cloud solutions. Right? There's this tendency to think that on-prem is more secure, but the thing about cloud secure cloud solutions is that there are the vendors that are also taking responsibility on your security so automatically they raise the barrier right they they make it strict in a way that gives you a, a little bit more ease that it's not so easy to breach your systems mm-hmm. what can a security director
0: our global security director or regional security director what type of questions can they be asking their partner or their security vendor to help with this
1: when you look at Um, your overall security plan. Mm -hmm. You first want to be able to to take a a look from the point of view of saying, okay, this is my overall requirement from all the systems that I'll have under the umbrella that's called security. And then say, okay, I know know the trends in my market. I know where things are going. If it's around the endpoint side, if it's the the camera analytics, if it's the different types of readers, if it's the different uh, alarm systems, different sensors, a lot of that around the endpoint, the IoT concepts. And if it's on the server side, when we're talking about big data analytic, seamless integration, different different parts, the scalability that we mentioned. So when you take that overall and you put it in a, in a pre-rec kind of document that you create, at that point, when you go to the vendors, you go with more confidence knowing that if this product is relevant to you or not. And at the end of the day, it's about how, how much is this company that's selling this product, how much value do they put into the, the integrated open scalability concepts that we know around technology today? Like the, the design that it could accommodate to any new technologies that will come in the future that would give the assurance but at the okay. same time keeping the security as as a as a main priority but again i think that the the questions that are important to to any consumer it's different based on their uh, challenges that they, they have to deal with
0: okay and if we generalize here a little bit what we confirm what we can confirm here is that you can ask questions around scalability flexibility openness right those generalized questions and then tailor make it to your own sort of specific situation okay uh, offline you mentioned a little bit about the um, you know there's been a lot of development recently with ai does this come into play at all around future proofing architecture
1: there will be additions or uh, additional code additional modules that would be added into products And when you're choosing the right products that you want to go with, I would say that one of the things you need to take in consideration is that you want to be able to get up to date without changing around a lot that's going on in your environment. You mean you want to get updates? For example, SaaS applications are a very good example to that. Like imagine that right now, um, we would have our mobile devices instead of uh, whoever's an Apple user, for example, they get a request for a software update. Also Android, the same. But if you had, if your phone, all it did is connect to a different network or a different, let's say, application that was always up to date, then you Mm -hmm. wouldn't have to have that dealing with the downtime of a software update. That has value when you scale it up to like an enterprise and, and situations where any minute that there's downtime it matters right And when we talk about um, concepts from the cyber element, when we talk about the the risk of ransomware and the denial of service, especially around security, by the way one of the one of the biggest things that came up during uh, 2022 is that the security endpoints are the are maybe the biggest vulnerability that companies have today. To, for a breach. So I would highly recommend that any product that you're looking into, but in general, anything that you do around your security environment, you're taking that as, as your main objective this year of improving security and being really, when you talk about future proof, being uh, as much as possible, being able to avoid such attacks.
0: Okay, sounds good. Anything you want to add here before you wrap it up?
1: I think that this is a very high-level kind of uh, concept, future-proof architecture, meaning it's not something that's practical that you could say, okay, I want to consume this product. It's more of the idea that contains different concepts that we've been dealing with in the last few years. Um, I think that uh, in our future podcast this year, we're going to talk more about practical technologies and we'll take this concept and, and go down the uh, a little bit a few more levels down to practicality and, and i think it's going to be very interesting
0: well thank you again my friend and we'll talk again soon